0: Good morning, good morning, good morning! The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing! Today is Thursday, July the 29th, 2021. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, adelipated, which means being mixed up, confused, or eccentric, adelopated. Hope everyone will enjoy their Thursday. End of the work week is, of course, almost here. And the big, well, the big uh, topic of of conversation here in North Carolina is uh, heat, heat, heat. It appears the heat is on. Temperatures are expected to feel like. 100 to 104 degrees today. Actually, they're calling for 100 by 1 p.m., if not before. So the heat is on. So as always, limit your time in the sun if you can. If not, stay hydrated. Sunscreen. Be aware of those signs of heat exhaust, exhaustion and uh, heat stroke. And of course, as always, check on the elderly. Just to Check on them. See what's going on with them. Well, looks like here we go again. Same old two step. Looks like President Biden is expected to announce later today for all federal federal employees to be vaccinated or wear masks. That Delta variant is ramping up. Now, uh, side note, or not really a side note, but another note, another story to this is uh Speaker of the House, Pelosi, and a, a Republican representative somewhat, somehow got into it over face mask of all things. Things Apparently, uh, he feels as though there's no need for anyone to wear a face mask inside. Despite the CDC coming out and say, hey, even if you've been vaccinated, put on a face mask. Now, his reasoning for it is, of course, he's saying that, hey, we're not in a, a hot spot because that's the other thing what the CDC came out with, especially if you're in a hot spot, put on a face mask when you're inside, whether you've been vaccinated or not. But he says we're not in a hot spot. My uh, question to him would be, I mean, you're a representative or whatever, or what have you. Uh, the state you're representative representing or the district that you're the representative of, is that a hot spot? Have you been in D.C. all this while? Chances are you have it. So, I, I, like I always say, I just don't understand the, the the argument of not wearing a face mask and how, you know, he's saying also that it's just another way that the Dems are trying to control. I don't know about that. I mean, maybe somehow, some way down the line, it will come out that... Uh, <laughs> maybe just maybe this was a, a, a ploy to control i seriously doubt it but i mean hey it could be um for me like i always say i'm vaccinated fully still wearing my face mask it's not even a question same thing whether you think it makes me it makes you feel better or somehow some way yeah maybe but uh i'm still wearing my face mask i just am it, it, there's there's no way around it for me uh, I, I really and, and truthfully, I, I just don't understand. Like I always say, those people that say, "Hey, we don't need a face mask," with these numbers going back up, and also here in North Carolina, the governor is supposed to have a news conference uh, later on this afternoon, also about, <laughs> of course, the face mask, the Delta variant. Got to be some changes made. Um, I think we're going back into that where we once were. Those mandates. Those mandates that are that require you to wear a face mask right now. They're just saying uh, if you're in a hot spot or if you have uh, been fully vaccinated, you, you know, you don't need to wear one, I guess, outside. But when you go inside, you need to put put one on if you're in a a, a setting with, with people. Uh, I, I you had to know truthfully that this was going to happen when they went on this honor system with face masks and also the honor system with vaccines, because, you know, when it first started, when they started re- relaxing the mandates, they came out and said, Hey, if, if you uh you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a face mask. And then there was the question, well, how do you know if a person's been vaccinated, you can't ask them it's a violation of their rights. And they said, well, we're going with the honor system. Every citizen of this country should be honorable. Uh <laughs> you 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 knew <laughs> like I said, you had to know this was gonna happen. And 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 I feel wholeheartedly, yeah, we are going back into another lockdown. Yeah, we are. It's coming. It just is. I, I I see it on the horizon. I see it brewing or whatever, or whatever. However, you want to say it, it's coming. It is, it just is. And uh, uh let's move along here. Another thing that has came up uh, due to COVID, the federal eviction moratorium is uh, expiring Sunday, August the 1st. Now, for those that maybe that that aren't too clear on the federal eviction moratorium, I mean, it sounds pretty self-explanatory. It states that a landlord or housing provider can file any new evictions actions during March 27th, 2020 through July 24th, 2020. And as we all know, that was extended due to COVID. It took a little while. Well, still haven't gotten rid of it, but yeah, that was extended due to COVID. Now, what's very interesting that the HOPE program here in North Carolina, it, it which stands for the North Carolina Housing Opportunities and Prevention of Evictions. Now, with this program, it provides... Rental assistance for uh, 88 of North Carolina's 100 counties provides up to six months, including back rent and future rent to landlords that participate in the program. Now, as it stands right now, the HOPE program has $186 million. Durham County has $5.9 million. Wake County has um, $68 million in rental assistance. So the money's there. Now, there, there is a problem or there has been a problem, but with the, uh, this moratorium expiring August 1st, this Sunday, something has came out. Because when I first heard that, you know, they were saying the eviction moratorium is expiring and they're, fe- they're fearful that there will be a rush of evictions. And, and then I read the article and it said, well, they have this much or that much. And still, and I'm thinking, well, I, I, I know that's not a lot. But why are you so fearful that there may be a a, a, a a rush of evictions being filed? You have the funds. What happened? Apparently, <laughs> with these funds, and, and by the way, they're predicting 25% of North Carolinians are in fear of being kicked out. So why is there a fear? And why is there a fear that there will be a strain on the court systems, the sheriffs and police departments, and homeless shelters for those that have been evicted, of course? Now, this rental program or or, or what have you, what they've also discovered that the rental debt for many goes back 15 or 16 months. It's right around the time uh, COVID started. So why is there a, a fear of, of, of a mass rush of evictions? Here it is. Number one is a, a slow response to get funds out due to slow federal rollout of the funds. Number two was manpower issues. Bad issues with the training, the hiring, the retraining of personnel. You know, we talked about this and a, a podcasts or podcasts, I should say, several months ago as it relates to the medical system. Remember the medical, what they found out with the medical system that includes the Medicaid and Medicare, and and they were having problems in the flat out medical system itself with the testing, the COVID testing. They were having problems finding those for contact tracing. There was a nursing shortage. There was even a shortage or not readily available uh, protective clothing there was a slow response to all of that due to COVID. So now we find that there's a, a manpower issue here with distributing these funds. Now, Durham County reported they had a software, they had, have had software issues. And if all of that wasn't enough, just slow is the HOPE program, by the way, is just slow to get the application once filled out process. can could take up to 14 days. To, to to get these funds out. Well you don't have that time now because time has winded down. So COVID, man, COVID, COVID shined a light on a lot, didn't it? Uh it just showed that that we weren't ready on any level. Especially with with, with the the bureaucracy of of the government and these municip- municipalities. Cause like I said with with the um the previous podcasts with the, with the nursing shortage and the uh, the protective clothing uh, shortage and and the didn't have the people to do the testing, didn't have the people for the contact tracing. Now we're finding out with this this rental assistance program, they didn't have the personnel either, or they had to retrain and and or hire personnel. COVID exposed that, of course, we weren't ready for this. Now, I know some are going to say, well, well, well President Trump came in and he dismantled a, 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 a team that President Obama had in place that, that could possibly uh, handle a pandemic like this. Uh, I seriously doubt that. I mean, I'm not saying that he didn't have that program in place, but up until covid there wasn't anything remotely close to, to to even fathom that you would need all of this, all of these people personnel, you would need different departments. There was nothing even, it was unimaginable. And that's what COVID exposed. It exposed the fact that we weren't readily available. We weren't thinking that far down the road. So now we have A medical system that's getting ready to be overran again with this Delta variant. And now we have a a moratorium on evictions that is set to expire that has money and the program still sitting there, but can't be dispersed. How absurd is that? Because they, when they talked to the landlords also, there were a few landlords or rental property managers that said they had been helping people fill out the application and, and, and get the, you know, try to get the funds available out. But it was, it was just a slow process, it seems like. Bureaucracy, paperwork, still facing that during a pandemic. Here you have people because the landlords also some landlords always also said that it gave the tenants a sense, a false sense of security. And it did. Because like like one of the property managers said, hey, man, this 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 thing goes back 15 to 16 months. That's when COVID started. So you have people that have been in these uh, uh, rental apartments or houses or whatever, ever since COVID has started and they haven't been paying rent. Uh, Well, what was the problem? Well, they said there was a slow rollout for uh with the federal dollars. The feds were slow to get the money uh there into the programs. How so is that? I mean, I would think if you put a moratorium on evictions, was that just it? You said no more evictions? You didn't no one thought to uh, to 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 that the landlords were still gonna need payment. Because what came out and, and I found it kinda odd to be honest with you. When they said that there was a slow rollout for federal funding, uh, I believe the one of the heads here in Durham and or Wake County came out and said they've only had the funds two to three months. Why, what in the world? What was going on up until this point? Now, I'm wondering if that's the Fed dollars that they, they decide to trickle down to the uh, counties. But, the hope program had the funds what was going on with them and their process. Well, 14 days the uh, process of application for one thing, I would think it would have it, something would have been worked out. We, we've been only been dealing with COVID now for almost two years, and it's taking you guys this long to figure out the process is takes too takes too long and now now that it's ending. You're in fear of a rush of evictions. Yeah, there is going to be a pretty rush, a nice size rush on evictions. I mean, morally, you could say, well, that's unfair. And and it is. But you got to think a landlord or property managers or a homeowner or, you know, the, the independent homeowners that rent out these properties. That's their their source of income also. Certainly no one wants to kick anyone out. At any point in time. And most definitely not now. I mean, th- it looks like the pandemic's ramping back up. So what in the world, wh- what what was going on <laughs> that it took so long to get these th- this money out? Once again, we weren't ready. Didn't have the personnel. Software issues. Was it too many people applying and it it crashed? We heard about that with the uh, unemployment benefits when COVID first started. All this just goes to show you what it puts. COVID put a spotlight on the holes and fallacies in our bureaucracy or municipalities or in our government flat out. Now, I know a lot of people may say, well, you know, the government can't totally be held accountable for this. Uh, I don't know who else, because a lot of these people, like I said, you were elected, you were put in office to do a job. And when it comes time to do a job other than just political puffing, you guys can't keep up. Hmm. That's what it seems like to me. Seems like you guys couldn't keep up. You found yourself in a tight spot. Now you're in an even tighter spot because, yeah, people are going to get evicted. I mean, let's just be honest with each other here. Let's let's, let's cut the nonsense. Let's cut the the, um, uh, happy days. Uh, 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 No one would do that. That's immoral. No, no, no. That's their source of income. That's their bread and butter. So, sad to say, it it may happen. It it has to happen. I'm not saying it has to happen like that, but, I mean, what in the world are we getting ready to get ourselves into? It? Then you have people still running around talking about they don't want, to wear, don't want to wear a mask. That's another problem. So, like I said, what was discovered about this, and and I found it totally uh, uh, just shocking that there, two to three months, they finally got the funds somehow, some way on on the county level. And they're saying they're in fear of, of evictions. Why? What in the world? What were you guys doing for two years? The better part of two years. I mean, it has almost—it's uh, been almost two years or, or close to it. What were you guys doing? What in the world? And just like the landlords or, or, or property managers are, are saying, that moratorium did give renters a false sense of security. Be, why? Because it, it's showing that they couldn't get the money out, wasn't readily available. They couldn't get it out. And it also is showing that you had people that that weren't paying rent for 15 or 16 months, if not more. I don't care how much funds you get. Chances are those funds, those funds that you get, they're only going to I mean, they say up to six months. But, I mean, the the money that's there is, is not a lot if you have a certain amount of people that are, uh, that have been unemployed, that haven't been able to pay their rent. That's probably only, I mean, for one, or one tenant, I mean, the most I would think, maybe one month or two months. So it does, it did give the renters a false sense of security. And that debt is insurmountable. Because if they haven't been working, chances are, I mean, let's just be honest again. <laughs> for for those that, that rent, chances are they're they're hanging on by a thin thread anyway. They're, they're working a job or have worked a job that was just allowing them to pay rent and, and other utilities and necessities. Because also that HOPE program helps with the, the utilities also. So they won't be cut off. I wonder how that part, that side of it's going. I mean, and they even went to. I can remember when when COVID when they started the moratorium, they went to uh, the power companies, Duke Power, and said, "Hey, don't turn anybody's uh, power off. Uh, give them a waiver, give them an extension." And well, you know, Duke Power, Duke Power. <laughs> uh, I, I tell you a tale about Duke Power, man. Where Duke Power says they, uh, or I'm sorry, what is it, Duke Energy? Uh, when when they want all their money, I had paid a bill. And I didn't have the, the paper bill readily available. I was going off my memory. Long or short of it is I paid the bill and um, I was a dollar short. I was a dollar short. So uh, after I paid the bill sometime later, I got a notice in the mail. Uh, the bill. I got a notice in the mail telling me uh, my bill. I, I was in danger of uh, having my power disconnected. So I'm reading the letter and I'm like disconnected. I just paid the damn bill. And I'm reading down and I'm looking like I'm looking at the balance owed and it was a dollar. They were literally going to cut me off for a dollar. <laughs> so Duke Energy. Wow. Yeah. They're, they're, and I know they're chomping at the bits. That's just Duke Energy, man. Hey, Duke Energy, they <laughs> when they, they want the money when they want the money, no matter their amount. I don't know how that's going to go. With that whole program and the funds they have available for the, that utility avoiding those utility cutoffs. I wonder how that side of it going. Haven't been able to hear hear or find anything about that. So far as just focus on these these renters. COVID put a, put us in a tight spot. It it did. It just did. Put us all in a tight spot and it exposed the problems or the holes in our uh system, our, our bureaucracy, our governmental system, uh, system. It just did. There's no there's no way for you to come out and say <laughs> that you're in fear of there being a rush on evictions and your reasoning for it is you couldn't, uh, you had to, you couldn't train, you had to rehire, retrain personnel. And, and, and for you to say there were software issues and, and just slow in the application process, we're finding out, you guys didn't really. Um, that they're, they're, they're. It was like a. Like I always say, even with the government and the CDC, they're learning as they go, they go. They just are. They're learning as they go. No one had a game plan for this. This is like old school street ball when we were growing up. Make the rules up as you go along. No, I said the red truck was out of bounds. No, you said the blue one. Well, I'm changing it. <laughs> it's not funny. Just like now we're seeing that they're changing those mass mandates, those mass rules for the vaccinated and unvaccinated because they're learning as they go. Didn't have a system in place to handle this. I think by now, I think after things, hopefully if we're blessed enough when we get COVID under control, I honestly think they will have a, a develop a system to deal with these pandemics down the line. Better safe than sorry, I would say. I just would, and, and and for those that are, uh, and that quite possibly may be evicted, uh, Lord, prayers. I don't think the system. I don't want to say the system has failed. It just wasn't it just it, it just has to has to work itself out it has to work itself through it if that if that sounds logical because it's quite obvious they're trying what they're saying is uh in these counties or, or or whatever that those that are in charge of handling and dispersing the funds they're working 7 days straight trying to get things together trying to get it in line i guess after um that slow federal rollout of the funds uh, like the guy in, in, in Durham or, or Raleigh said, hey, we've only been on the case two or three months. Wow. We find ourselves in a tight spot. We're going to have to help each other, which we, we should already be doing. But I think now with, with this, like I said, this new strand of uh, the Delta variant, and now with the expiration of this this moratorium on evictions, uh, you're gonna the, the, we're just gonna have to help each other out. Show some human compassion, that compassion or, or that understanding you're always hearing people march and talk about. Well, now it's time to put to put up a shut up. It's like the government it was time for the government to put up a shut up, and they quite couldn't get it done. Now it's time for us as regular old U.S. citizens to put up a shut up, help each other out. It's going to be people. There's people hurting, also expiring or or soon. Is that uh, unemployment benefits? They're expiring. Just like I asked before, how long did you think that was going to last? How long did you think these this um, these this eviction moratorium was going to last? Nothing lasts forever, especially when you're dealing with the government and they're dispersing the funds. You know, there's a limited, uh, uh, not limited resource. There's just a limited time that they allot before they pull the plug. Money, money or no money. So my thing is, if you're going to do away with this eviction moratorium with the funds you have left over, what's going to happen with that? Are you going to disperse it down or trickle it down to the county and cities and have them to continue to uh, disperse it? Probably. That's what needs to happen. Because I don't know if you guys remember when I talked to you guys about the, the, the medical, when, when what they were discovering is for those programs they had before COVID, they had a certain amount allotted for a certain program or whatever. When when the time ran out, whether the money was, was gone or not, they just took the money back and put it somewhere. I hope you guys don't do that now with this. This ain't the time for that. <laughs> Sweet Jesus, this ain't the time for that. Because I got a funny feeling. If you guys pull that old bureaucratic nonsense, uh, you're going to hear about it. You just are. So I think they'll probably just give the funds to the at the local level and, and allow it to be dispersed like that. I, I wouldn't think you guys would take the money back and put it elsewhere. At this point, where could you put it? You can't hide it now because COVID got everything wide open. Everybody's looking at how money's being dispersed, where the money's going to. The personnel. And that's another thing. Um, with both of these programs, that medical and this eviction moratorium, personnel was a big problem. Personnel, 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 personnel. That's all that's what they both said. They didn't have the personnel. They had to hire. And and for those that were in a certain department, they had to retrain them and move them. They had to hire contact traces. So now they have, they're they having to hire people to help with dispersing of these funds. Or maybe those that are in other departments, they have to retrain them. There's no maybe. That's what they had to do. Personnel. Hmm. Well, I, I, I jokingly say this, but I guess COVID in some point did open some more jobs up. Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, yeah, well, I'm getting ready to get out of here. Uh, if I can say anything, just pray for those that are, are quite possibly facing an eviction. Pray for the whole process. Everyone, just just pray for the whole process, man. That we can work something out. Like I said, most definitely don't want to see anyone sitting outside on the streets. Just pray, pray, and 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 hope we can uh, somehow, some way, they can they can continue to get these funds out and help these people. COVID did expose a lot. It just did. It just did. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response, and I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to Listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Pocketcast, Radio, Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, this is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.